you annoy your family by shouting the answers while watching Jeopardy? Do you drive people crazy when you start a sentence with, well, actually? Well, guess what? You can go fact yourself. to Go Fact Yourself, the show where we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb. And then smart again. I'm Helen Hong. And now, from the Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles, here's our moderator, J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, everybody. What a lovely crowd. Helen, how are you? I'm very well, J. Keith. Now, Helen, uh, I am a big game show fan, and obviously we're hosting uh, uh, this quiz show. Uh, have you ever actually been a contestant on a game or quiz show? I have never been a contestant, but I did love watching The Price is Right as a kid. That was your favorite show, yeah. Oh, I loved it so much. And I did one time actually um, spend time in the studio where they actually tape The Price is Right. In Television City? Yes, in Television City. And I was like walking through the hallways on my way to the commissary, and the, the giant wheel was just sitting there in the hallway, and I touched it. Wow. <laughs> what, what number did you touch? I didn't get to do the... Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah. I didn't get to spin it, obviously, because yeah. it was like not really in use. It was like kind of in storage sitting in the hallway, but mm -hmm. I got to touch it, and I took a selfie, and I loved it. That's awesome. I, I love that show growing up as well. And the weird thing is, I didn't do any of the shopping in the house, and yet I did very well on that show. Really? Like along, yeah. I think I just had a knack for understanding, like, oh, well, that's obviously 99 cents and $1.29. No, I, I played along at home, and I was terrible. I got everything wrong. I was like, yeah, that coffee cup sounds yeah. like it should be $200. I should say this. It was mostly the groceries I did well with. I had no idea how much a car cost. Or, or frankly, I think what $1,000 was. <laughs> so that, that would have been my downfall. Uh, but that actually is the only reason I was ever interested in playing uh, miniature golf is because they had the hole-in-one game, and Bob Barker would come out with his putter and, and, and do it. And I was like, I, I want to do that. You know what I was obsessed with? This skinny microphone. Right. You guys? Yeah. I was obsessed with this. I was like, I have never seen such a skinny microphone yeah. and for some reason as a kid I was really just enthralled. Alright, today on Go Fact Yourself, two guests will compete to answer questions about facts they know, facts they might not know and frankly facts they should know. Plus we'll meet actual experts on two very different topics and finally we'll declare one of our guests the winner of today's show. Let's get started and meet today's guest, Helen, who is up first. He is an actor, activist and comedian who tours all over the country. It's Jason Stewart! Jason Stewart coming to the stage! <laughs> Jason Stewart! Stewart! <laughs> Sashaying his way up to this stage. Oh, thank you so much, yes. Helen. Hello, Jason. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. This I'm is exciting. I'm on a game show. <laughs> We're so happy to have you. Now, you and Helen know each other from uh, your time in New York, I believe. Yes, I met her in New York. We've done stand-up together numerous times. Many and times. she recently guest starred on my new series called Smothered. Tell us about Smothered. It's amazing. It's a great series. I'm doing it with Mitch Hera. We play this couple who actually hate each other. And we want to get divorced, but we don't have the money, so we decide to rob a bank. <laughs> we get arrested, and that's how the pilot starts. <laughs> and we're doing it in association with Adam Sandler's company, but they're not on yet, so please, let's everyone pray that they love it. Well, you've got that Helen touch, so I'm sure it's going to be very I, successful. I had so much fun, and I got to play a doctor. A shrink. A yes. shrink, but she has a doctor in front of her name, and so uh, I, I got to take a picture. There, there was a, a prop book a book with, that they made this really cool cover of me and it says doctor and then my character's name so i took a picture and i sent it to my mom and i was like mom i'm finally a doctor <laughs> and she was not impressed no that's too bad no. i think that's super cool my but, mother i told my mother I, i'm gonna be a doctor she said don't be an idiot you're an actor 
She knew at a young age that you oh, were yes. an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now you, uh, you have always been openly gay in in, the, in your uh, showbiz career. Yes, but as I've gotten older, I'm only gay on the weekends. Oh, is that it, right? I didn't know that was an option. It's way too much to be gay every day. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So what happens? They're like Thursday at midnight, it or starts Friday off at Friday. I start Friday. to rev it up, and by yeah. Saturday, I'm in there and I'm doing it, you know. Yeah. And then by Sunday, I lie down because I'm so tired. And Monday, I'm just moving furniture with you and your friends. Yes, that's that's what us straight guys do. Move furniture on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> I love that you're peak gay on Saturday afternoon. That's peak gay time. <laughs> uh, well, what I was going to ask uh, was was what that you were you were out and, and performing comedy before that was uh, very common. I started. I came out in 1993, so it's been 25 years. This is my big anniversary. Wow. wow. Uh, I came out on the Geraldo show, and I always say from Geraldo to playing a white heterosexual Christian plantation owner in 1831 in a movie called uh, The Birth of a Nation, which I did a year and a half ago yeah. that came out. And I, oh, thank you. One person saw it. <laughs> and uh, it, it, I really am proud of the fact that I've been able to move my career and uh, play straight people, continue to play gay people, and be able to actually continue to work in a business that basically didn't want me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real testament to your acting ability because oh, in, but I don't know if you guys have seen Birth of a Nation but it was, it was very critically acclaimed and he plays the most scary, horrible, ungay character. Todd Times is small farmers like you and myself. I mean, it's riveting so it really is a testament yeah, it was, to your It was skills. an incredible experience. It was great to work with some incredible actors like uh, Nate Parker and Penelope Ann Miller, Jackie Hurl Haley, uh, oh God, so many people. I mean, uh, Army Hammer, who's in everything now, was my scene partner in most of my stuff. It was really just incredible to, to have the opportunity to step up to the plate and also have the opportunity to uh, use your talent. When, when talent meets opportunity, what happens? You get to work and know whether you can do that on that level. And also doing the publicity tour of the film and working with Fox Searchlight and being involved with all these people and learning so much. And you know what the most important thing that I really learned the most is people would ask me about um, Nat Turner, who the movie is about, and they kept saying, what do you feel about this as a Jewish man or as a gay man? I said, you know what I do is I take my shoes off, I put my, the shoes on of my black brothers and sisters, and I just shut up and listen. Mm -hmm. And I really learned that sometimes it's just, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. It matters for me to be uh, open to letting people talk and let them be heard. And that was something I really learned in the last three or four years in a really big way. Mm. Uh, and then the last thing I want to ask you about is in addition to uh, being involved in show business as far as uh, gay rights issues, you actually do lectures to people who are not in show business but about generally coming out in the workplace. I, I, do, I do a thing called... Uh, uh, well, God, uh, making uh, my stand-up special ten years ago was called "Making It to the Middle." So I do uh, <laughs> a, a lecture on occasion about what it's like to be openly gay in the workplace, which is the same what it's like to be any minority in the workplace, and how you integrate yourself and uh, bring yourself up. Because I think if you're a minority person, you have a different sensibility of where you fit in into a the white heterosexual man. No offense. Um, <laughs> it's great. To I love straight people. I have two that clean my house. You're nice people. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Stewart. Jason Stewart, ladies and gentlemen. That's great. Helen, against whom will Jason be competing? She is a writer, musician, co-host of Everything's Coming Up Simpsons here on the Maximum Fun Network and an editor of Mad Magazine. It's Allie Gertz. Allie Gertz. Hi, Allie. Hello. 
Hello, Hi, Allie. Hello, Allie. Nice to see you. Hello. Hello, Allie. Allie, I believe you are, you're enjoying an IPA? Uh, yes, an Angel City IPA. Yeah. That's the only nice. kind they serve here at the Angel City Brewery. <laughs> What's IPA? I'm sorry. Uh, India Pale Ale, I believe, Oh, Allie? that's booze. She's, she's going to be drunk through this. Okay, great. Yes, I am. Yes. You, you like your chances better going now? Going to be. Yes, yeah, I think yeah, I'm going to be. Future chance. Uh, Allie, as uh, Helen mentioned, you are the co-host of Everything is Coming Up Simpsons, a podcast that uh, b- both Helen and I have appeared on. Yes, yeah. Uh, if you are a Simpsons fan, you should, and a Maximum Fun fan, and you don't know about the Simpsons podcast, start with their episodes, because they're great. Super uh, fun. But it's super fun. It's for diehard fans of the Simpsons. We get a lot of writers and creators. Weird Al's been on it. It's a very fun time. Although, I did feel pressure when, when I was asked to pick my favorite episode, and I was like, oh... The pressure of picking a single Simpsons episode to talk about. 30 years of yeah. shows and movies, right? Oh, oh my yeah. God. I mean, incredible. But what I like about, about your, I think there's probably, you know, numerous Simpsons podcasts, but your, I like that yours is um, hosted by two women. Yeah, we are definitely the only one with two women hosts, yeah. like by a lot. <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> like there aren't even any with one and a half women? Like not even one woman. Oh, really? No. Oh, interesting. Well, there might be. There might uh, be by now, yeah. But none that have none that I know of. So let me know if there are them because I would love to listen to them. Great. Uh, you also wrote a book uh, with your co-host about uh, the Simpsons. Tell us about how that came about and what the book is. Uh, yeah, the book is called "100 Things the Simpsons Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die." I say it slowly because I've been saying "must know" this mm-hmm. entire time. So one of the things is know the name of your book. It's uh, <laughs> a good, good media tip out there for you kids. Uh, Julia and I were both approached to write the book uh, through the podcast. Someone who was uh, this company called. Triumph Books makes a series uh, called 100 100 Things. Uh, So they have ones about like, you know, Star Wars fans or Dodgers fans and um, a lot of different topics. And when they were looking for who to write the Simpsons one, uh, they were hoping to get us and it worked out great for us. Uh, It's definitely uh, hard to write 100 things, like 100 specific chapters that Simpsons fans should know about The Simpsons because Simpsons fans already know everything. So it was definitely <laughs> really hard to write. What's one of the favorite, one of your favorite things of the 100? Um, one of the things that was near and dear to my heart is a little bit of a rant that I go on, which is just, I discuss the um, DVD cases uh, when The Simpsons were released on DVD. There's a, there's a point after like they release them in square shape they then go to head shapes and that's horrible for a collector because they're bulky and they don't fit and so I go oh on a very oh my god the, the, the therapy you must have gone through for <laughs> this. there's not a therapist in the world that can help me with that round so. to square it's just I don't even know what to say I'm so Thank upset you. I Thank think you. I have to leave I can't go on please Jason please I beg you to stay uh, and uh, how many of the things have you done? Because it, it also involves not just things that, uh, that a Simpsons fan might want to know, but actually things to do and participate in. Uh, yeah, some of the things that people should do. Um, some of them are things that Julia has done that I have not. For instance, one of them is get a Simpsons tattoo. Um, a lot of people have gotten uh, Simpsons tattoos. And Julia has a tattoo of the gummy Venus de Milo, which if you're a Simpsons fan means mm-hmm. everything to you. And if you're not, that means nothing to you. And <laughs> Where is the tattoo? Uh, it in many people's cases, it's on their butt because that's where it exists in the show. But in hers, she did a tasteful uh, shoulder tattoo. And you've not been similarly tempted to uh, get a tattoo? 
Attempted, yes. Uh, actually acted on it, no. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I've done is um, I've written numerous Simpsons songs, and I kind of walk through Simpsons music and how to write it, and I also uh, uh, make a mention of the really amazing metal band called Oakley Doakley, which is a metal band that's <laughs> featuring like all dudes dressed as Ned Flanders. No! Jordan Morris from Maximum Fun, um, he went, and I completely bailed on him because <laughs> I was tired. Uh, the, he told me about how the show went, and uh, again, this is really mostly for Simpsons fans, but there's a moment where uh, Main Ned, or Head Ned is his name, <laughs> uh, gets everybody to chant, like, go faster, go faster, and then once every single person is saying that, he yells, I can't, it's a geode, and so it's a really fun time. Um, but there, there are a number, uh, in fact, 100 things that are fun to learn about in this book, uh, and you guys can get it and keep it in your bathroom and never read it or give it as a gift, and it's a very fun time. Awesome. Well, speaking of a fun time, you are an editor at Mad Magazine. Yes, thank you. Um, and uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, That's a BFD. <laughs> thank you. One thing I will brag about is that I'm the first female editor that Matt has ever had, so I'm very excited what? about That's that. That's a big deal, yeah. Um, but I will also say that we also have the first female art director, and that is amazing. She's a really badass lady with blue hair, and she's super punk rock and great, and she's really changed the magazine in a cool way. And yeah, we have a team of eight people right now, and everyone is, is really great and doing cool stuff. <laughs> uh, and uh, what does an editor of Mad Magazine actually do? What, is your, what are your daily tasks? We just goof off. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, what we do is we, we look for writers. Uh, there's the you know, the written side and then the cartoon art side. So basically the editors are in charge of finding the talent and going out to them for scripts. Um, the most fun thing has been finding people who actually haven't written comic book type material before and uh, getting them to kind of go into this landscape and realize that anything anything you've ever written could become a comic book if you're paired with the right person. And so um, we've had a lot more... Um, you know, women and diverse uh, contributors since the new MAD relaunch, which mm -hmm. we're really proud of and excited about. And it, it shows. It's like, it's very funny. We're really happy about it. Awesome. Well, yeah. uh, people are very excited about the new MAD magazine, and we're very excited to have Allie Gertz. Hello. Thank you. All right. We asked each of you to provide us with a few topics outside your field of work in which you feel of expertise. Jason, you said you know a lot about LGBTQ history, Barbara Streisand, and breakfast cereal. Yes. And Allie, you said you know a lot about the Beatles movies, Wayne's World, and giving people advice. Yes. All right. Well, later on, we're going to ask each of you some in-depth trivia questions about one of those topics. But first, we want to get your thoughts about something you might know nothing about. It is time to split some hairs with our What's the Difference round. We have one question for each of you, each worth up to two points. If either of you gives an incorrect answer, the other person does have a chance to steal. Your topic today, make it count. First up in make it count, Jason. Jason, they both I'm are... I'm so afraid of you right now, I just have to say. <laughs> he seems so smart. <laughs> it's okay. just the glasses. Okay. Uh, Jason, they both are things a vampire Muppet would enjoy, but what is the difference between a number and a numeral? A number and a numeral. Um, a number and a numeral. I think yeah. one is Greek. Okay. Or uh, one is Greek or Latin numeral. Okay. Is, and the uh, number is just uh, for me. It's just for you. Like people not, like me. It's for I mean, it was it, common. The common. The common, common. pagans. So one is one is more uh, uh, for people who are uh, more educated. Is that what yes. you're saying? Okay. Well, but I think it's a different. The numeral is from. Uh, oh, maybe it's math. It maybe, might be math. Maybe it has something to do. Yeah, I let's miss, go with that. I, I miss math. Okay. The whole thing, because I was going to be a big star. And who <laughs> needed that? Uh, I think it has to do with math. I think the numeral is for math. It's like math equations. Okay. Whereas a number. 
It's just regular. It's just regular. Okay, so so one is specifically the numeral is specifically for equations, and number is just. Uh, uh, Where the, were you the, the when I was in high school? I just could have needed him to help me learn. You're really helping me. Thank you. I I don't know if any of this is correct, but this is this. Is oh, what we're I thought about. it was. I just believed it because you got the glasses and the beard. Thank you so much. All right, we have Jason's answer. We don't know yet if he is correct. Allie, if you don't think he's got it exactly right, you can steal. What do you think? You know, I don't claim to be a mathematician, but uh, I think I'm going to go along the lines of like a number is like one, two, three, four. It's something that you use almost like the alphabet, like a letter. Okay. And then a numeral would be like fractions or a decimal. I don't know. I feel stupid. Say that again without saying the self-deprecating part. And I'm stupid. great. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, this segment's days are numbered. Let's go to Helen Hong at the judges table for the facts. Here are the facts. A number is a count or measurement that is really just an idea in our minds. How many things are there? A numeral is how we label that idea, a symbol or a name that represents that number. Mm. It's helpful to think of it like words. An apple existed in prehistoric times long before it was called apple. That apple is like a number. The word apple is the label that we have come up with to refer to it. The word apple, written or spoken, is like a numeral and digits make up a numeral the same way that letters make up a word. That's right, and uh, that apple would exist whether we call it an apple or not, and the word apple is an invention by humans, just like the numeral 10 is an invention by humans. Helen, what does that mean as far as our points go? I think I'm gonna give zero points. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, that would be the numeral zero. Yeah. Yeah. All zero right. Very points. good. Uh, all right. Let's see. Well, also, the idea of zero. Also, I the idea of zero. Fair. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot there that uh, in the, the not. The, there must have been a class for that. <laughs> there was. I'm gonna give you both the concept and the number zero. All right. Fair enough. Up next and make it count, <laughs> Allie. Allie, your topic today comes from a listener, Jonathan Lord of St. Paul, Minnesota. Allie, they both count toward your grade, but what is the difference between arithmetic and mathematics? Arithmetic and mathematics. Arithmetic, I think of specifically algebra, and mathematics, I think of more of a larger uh, description of math. Of right. math. Of math. All right, very good. Uh, we have Allie's answer. Jason, we don't know yet if she's correct. What do you think? Well, I have to agree with Allie. That's what I would think. I think it's trigonometry, uh, algebra. When you say it, which, which is uh, that? Math, arithmetic. Arithmetic, okay. And it's also someone who was in a better school than I went to. <laughs> um, and uh, math would be just certainly uh, trying to uh, get the... Uh, what is it of your checkbook? Uh, trying balance to your checkbook. Balance your checkbook. Balancing Thank you. your checkbook I, would use. I've lost a word. I had a senior moment. Uh, <laughs> All right. And which one is that again? That would be math. That would be math. All right. Well, this segment is becoming a net minus. Let's go to Helen Hong at the judges' table for the facts. Here are the facts. <laughs> Arithmetic involves only the basic functions of addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Mathematics involves pretty much everything else, including geometry, algebra, trigonometry, calculus, almost anything you can do with numbers. That's right. So the biggest difference is that arithmetic is all about numbers and mathematics is all about theory. And you can't do mathematics without arithmetic and you can't do arithmetic without numerals or, for some people, calculators. We were right. We just got the words mixed up. Yeah, so in other words, not right. <laughs> uh, Helen, <laughs> Helen, what does that mean as far as our points go? Okay, so Allie, you did get arithmetic 
like wrong because you said algebra, but I think I'm going to give you one point for math Thank because you. you said it's the larger description of everything else. So. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's so fair as well. Nice. One point for Allie. Yes. What is our score at the end of that round, Helen? At the end of that round, Jason Stewart has zero points and Allie Gertz has one point. But those scores are bound to change as we move on to questions about topics our guests have chosen for themselves. It's all up ahead when we come back on Go Fact Yourselves. I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the host of Everything's, Everything's Coming, Coming Up, Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, that's yeah. no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot, a lot, of, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point had been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, smell you later. Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Jason Stewart with zero points and Allie Gertz with one point. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, everybody. Jason, don't worry, you have a chance to put some points on the board here. Uh, now, Jason, of your many interests, you told us you know a lot about LGBTQ history, Barbara Streisand, and breakfast cereal. Tell us a little bit about each of those. First, you said you know a lot about LGBTQ history. Well, being a uh, homosexual myself, I have experienced a lot of it in my life. So I think that what I know about history, I know that this is our 50th anniversary of uh, the LGBTQ movement. I also know about uh, the politics of LGBT when we all got married, when we didn't get married, when we went back up, uh, all the different, uh, I guess, symbols and what they mean. Uh, in terms of cereal, uh, I spent my childhood eating cereal. It's my <laughs> comfort food. Uh, my father would eat borscht and milk because he's from Poland, and I would eat cereal, so there's a lot of emotional things attached <laughs> late at night. Uh, and then, of course, Barbara Streisand. I'm Jewish and gay, and uh, she changed my life. And uh, Yentl is uh, probably one of the best films ever made. Um, I know... I I know about her life because as a kid growing up seeing uh, the movie Funny Girl when I was very young and seeing uh, this woman that was looked like someone had I grown up with in my neighborhood. You didn't see a lot of Jewish people who actually would admit they were Jewish in movies mm -hmm. and TV shows, so it was really cool. And I remember uh, going to see Funny Girl and thinking, God, if I'm in love with Omar Sharif, whom I left to be, but Barbara Streisand. So I spent most of my life trying to become a man and uh, clear up the wreckage of my past. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, she's meant a lot to me because I think it shows that if there's room for her, there's room for me. Mm. And that's really given me a lot of hope in my life. I feel the same way about Rice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to summarize, Jason, you told us you know a lot about LGBTQ history, Barbara Streisand, and breakfast cereal. Today we want to quiz you about breakfast cereal. Oh. <laughs> uh, what is your current favorite breakfast cereal? Oh, God, I have to say I'm going through all the special Ks. Oh, there, there are many special Ks. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Really? What are some of those? Well, you have special Ks with uh, chocolate, you have special Ks with uh, different kinds of berries, and, mm. and then there's, of course, the standard special K, which you want when you want to be on a diet, but when you're on a diet, you cannot eat a whole box. It just doesn't work. Oh, that's, that's what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> special cereal, breakfast cereal. Breakfast cereal. All right, gotcha. well, just, 
Just ahead, we're going to enlist the help of a bona fide expert in breakfast oh. cereal to test your mastery in the subject with our expert level question worth up to three points. But before that, to let you show off, here are five trivia questions about the topic, each worth one point. If you want it, you're allowed a total of two hints for these five questions. Now, Allie, do listen closely because if Jason answers incorrectly and you know the correct answer, you can steal. Allie, by the way, how much do you know about breakfast cereal? Um, I really love uh, breakfast cereal, particularly, uh, you know, the Halloween flavored ones like mm -hmm. Count Chocula and his friends. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would say that I'm an expert, but I did play a video or like a CD-ROM game about the uh, Cap and Crunch. Uh, they're called Crunchlings, so I feel like I know more about that CD-ROM game than you might. Um, well, let's see if it comes up. But we'll see. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number one for Jason about breakfast cereals. Also the name of a Kurt Vonnegut novel, what is the longtime tagline of Wheaties cereal? Oh, um, you can do it. Helen, is it you can do it? That is not correct. Not correct. I'm sorry, Allie, with a chance to steal. Um, uh, let's see. Sports oriented. I'm trying to think of a Kurt Vonnegut novel that could also be. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard. Um, I'm stumped. Can, can I pass this you one? You can pass. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, no answer there. The correct answer, Breakfast of Champions. Yes. Breakfast I knew it was yes. sports. That's so obvious. Yes. I think I should get a point for knowing that there was sports involved. Helen at the judges table? Nah. No, okay, I'm terribly sorry. We were friends before this show started. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see if you can bounce back with question number two. Yes. What kind of animal is cereal mascot Sam who follows his nose to find Fruit Loops? Oh, he is a uh, cockapoo. No, no, is that it? Well, I can't Because when I was on My answer? Wife and Kids, yeah. Damon Wayans made fun of me in mm -hmm. Fruit Loops. It was 2001. You do have a hint available if you'd like to use a hint. Oh, God, give me a hint, Helen, Jake how about Keith? that first hint? Can play that game. Is that English? <laughs> Listen again closely as Helen gives the hint. Play that game. Oh, play that game. Oh, I thought it was like one word. Okay. Um, God, I'm going to say oh, a like parrot. It. Helen, is it a parrot? It is not a parrot. Not a parrot. Allie with a chance to steal. Toucan. Helen? That is correct. That is correct. It is a toucan. All right, let's see if you can bounce back with question number three. <laughs> Listen to the following clip and tell us which cereal oh, this mascot this... is advertising. Dig that might have been too long. Let's see if we can play it one more time. My brother's sitting on me as I was a kid. Yeah. Um, Would you like to use the second hint? Uh, yes, please. Helen, how about that second hint? The mascot is an animated frog. Oh, God, I know this one. And he says... Dig him. Oh, God. Captain Crunch. Helen, is it Captain Crunch? It is not Captain Crunch. No, I'm Crunch. terribly sorry. Allie with a chance to steal. Um, I can't remember which one has it's the a... frog. I, and I also think that this is just a general brand and not a specific cereal, but I'm just going to say Kellogg's because I don't know. Is it Kellogg's, Helen? Is it Post? Is it, it is. Kellogg's or Post? I'll give her the point. I just need to know. We, we will tell you. We're looking for something more specific. No, we are looking for something more specific. No, it is Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. Oh, I oh. knew that. Yes. Or Honey Smacks, it was later Yes, called. and I ate them quite a bit during yes. my And do you remember what they said on the commercial? Oh, yeah. Dig'em. Yeah, they said yeah. dig'em. And then I ate them, and I gained a lot of weight, and then right. I had to lose it, and I went on Weight Watchers. <laughs> so you blocked it out, and, and There was a big lesbian that owned a store that helped me. Her name was Joan. You know what's weird? That was the fun fact I was going to give. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Kellogg's introduced Sugar Smacks in 1953 they and were changed really the name good. to Honey Smacks in the 80s. Yeah, they're delicious because I think it has sugar and smack. Uh, all right, here's question number four. According to data research firm IRI, what is the best-selling brand of breakfast cereal in the U.S.? Oh, uh, I'm going to say Cheerios. Helen? 
Can you be more specific? Oh, interesting. Oh, God, I've, I'm in the area. Um, and Helen, you love me. <laughs> and I love you a lot. Honey roasted, honey, honey, honey involved. <laughs> Is it honey involved a Cheerios? I will give it to you. Oh, there you go. thank you. It's one point. It's honey nut. Honey, honey nut, yes. Cheerios, yes. Because they wanted to seem healthy, and I said yes. that. Yes. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Helen. Back Ellen. to you, Allie. <laughs> no, 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 we've so. got, one, we've got more for you, more Jason. More for me. <laughs> okay. This uh, is so frightening. Fun fact, when, uh, when first released in 1941, they were called Cheery Oats, but then in 1945, changed Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios came out in 1979 and is now the best-selling brand of cereal. Yes, in it the US. is, and I eat it when I when Which I'm not surprised. dieting. I'm surprised by that. No, no I'm surprised. I, I, also. It's People really like good, it. Helen. <laughs> it is a honey of an oat. <laughs> All right, but it's but, it's to do you eat them? They're really good, and you can get them at 7-Eleven. Never sure. mind. <laughs> Here's question number five. What is the official industry term for the marshmallow bits in Lucky Charms cereal? Save it, ask me again. What is the official industry name for the marshmallow bits in Lucky Charm cereal? Ah, oh, the official bits. No, the official name. Name of the, of the little <laughs> or the bit. bits. Yes. Marshmallow. They are marshmallow bits. Lucky Charms. No, they are in Lucky Charms. What do they call the marshmallow bits? I hate losing. I really don't know. We don't know. All right, uh, Allie with a chance I'm to have steal. To give um, I'm trying to think of like a buzzword for marshmallows that like mm -hmm. executives would use. Sure, what would that be? That's hard. <laughs> um, Give it a shot. Let's call them... Mm, they're called Lowe's. Are they called Lowe's? They're not called No, Lowe's. but I would what totally... <laughs> I would totally get some Lowe's with my bros. No, they are called Marbits. Marbits, a portmanteau oh, of marshmallow wow. bits. I would yeah. never have gotten that. Does yeah, well, that was ever, number five. That was a hard they, question. Does anybody ever use that term? Oh, absolutely. Well, at the Mall of America, General Mills used to have a theme park there called Cereal Adventure, where you could buy bags of just the Marbits. Uh, I went there, and I did. <laughs> it was great. Uh, all right, Jason, you struggled a little bit in that game, but now here is your expert-level question that requires multiple answers. It is time for your Cluster fact. Ooh. The question is so high level, we're bringing on an expert to assess your response. <gasps> One of the great breakfast cereals is Captain Crunch. Yes, it is. Over the years, there have been several varieties of this stuff, some still for sale and some discontinued. For up to three points, aside from the original Captain Crunch, name three of the seven varieties currently listed for sale on the Captain Crunch website. One would be... Uh... Sugar-coated, but they but they wouldn't call it sugar-coated. They mm -hmm. would call it um, Captain Crunch Smacks. Captain Crunch Smacks. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what would be the uh, Captain uh, Captain Crunch with fruit. Captain Crunch with fruit. With, All right. Fruit and berries. With fruit and berries. And then Captain Crunch with nuts. And Captain Crunch with nuts. All right. Helen is taking note of those answers. We have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. Helen, who do we have tonight? Here with us tonight is a cereal box collector, lecturer, and historian who wow. publishes the online zine about breakfast cereal, Free Inside. It's Michael Vollmer. Michael Vollmer, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Hey, Hello, Michael. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here. And I understand. You're doing great. Well, have thank you so much. You're doing good. Yeah. I, I have a little dose of insecurity in this area, but I think I can work my way through it. I, I was happy that you had chosen it as a topic. Oh, thank you. Yes, and Michael, we're happy that you joined us. You, uh, you actually came up from San Diego just to be with us thank here you. today. Oh, wow. Yes. That's awesome. Thank I, you so much. 
I, I want to meet someone that, that enjoys breakfast cereal I love as much breakfast. as I do. Too much, way too much. Do you have a favorite breakfast cereal, Michael? I do. Uh, crunch it, uh, Cracklin' Oat Bran. Cracklin' Oat Bran. Oh, oh I love not that. One of the sugar cereals, but I it's love a it. darn tasty cereal. It sure is. is. With raisins or without? Without. Really? I could add raisins. Oh, gotta have the raisins. I'd, oh. I <laughs> Guys, please, we don't have to separate. I disagree. No. I hate raisins. Yeah, I love no. it. No, thumbs down. Uh, how long have you been collecting cereal boxes? How did you get into that hobby? It's been about 30 years. Um, like Jason said, that I had a an enjoyment of breakfast cereal as a kid and teenager, and then uh, picked it up in, in my late 20s with Ghostbusters cereal and, and Nintendo cereal system and just went and from there. And then Seinfeld was always eating cereal. I, <laughs> so is your entire apartment just lined with cereal boxes? There are a lot of cereal boxes. <laughs> How many do you have yes, in your collection of them? A couple hundred. Wow. Wow. It, and uh, How do you display them? I, I pop the glue off the bottom and, and just lay it flat up on the wall. Oh, So wow. you don't save the cereal? I do not save the cereal. Are there Some collectors that do? They do. Wow. It, it, it actually creates an environmental challenge to have that. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. That's, that's very diplomatic. Bags of sugar cereal yeah. in your home. Tell us a bit more about the hobby. Are there, are there conventions? Uh, do people trade? Do they, is there a big market for cereal boxes? There is some market, uh, especially among toy collectors and comic book collectors, because so many superheroes and toy lines have appeared on breakfast cereal over the last 30 years. Oh, uh, yeah, sometimes even the, the cereal box, like a Powerpuff Girls cereal, the box itself could be displayed as a toy. Or oh, as I a see. Okay. Wow. Oh, item. yeah, the toys inside. And also, like yeah. the, the Jackson 5 were on one when I was a kid, and the what? Osmonds. Everybody, but not right, Streisand, of course. <laughs> has Streisand, has Barbara Streisand appeared on a cereal box? Not that I'm familiar with. Then we no. have hope. We have, we have hope, absolutely. <laughs> now, your, your zine called Free Inside actually refers to uh, what is called premiums, the things that right. kids find free inside of a cereal box. Uh, you collect those as well. Some of my favorite toys were from cereal. As a kid, uh, the Pink Panther Five in One Spy Kit was a toy that had a magnifier and a secret compartment. Uh, Freaky's magnets were very popular. Count Chocula had lots of monster impacts. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, what are some of the more rare or unusual ones that uh, have appeared in cereal boxes? Uh, one of well, the ring, there were some rings in Quisp and Captain Crunch, and Captain Crunch did a whistle that was... I remember that. Later, um, it was used by hackers to hack the phone system. What? <laughs> what? Are you serious? How did that work? Oh, he happens oh, to wait, have you one have them. Oh, and you have... This is the actual I, whistle? I wear the whistle. Can we hear, it, a, can we hear what it, hacking sounds like? It's, uh, may I blow? You may. It's a, it is a clean whistle. What? Captain and that, Crunch. And that would hack the phone I, I system? I think you'd put in a quarter and then blow the tone and then oh, it, I believe would, it, yeah, it would it, access it, the long distance lines. They, they referred, he referred to it in Ready Player One. It was a key wow. of the novel. It's a little, it's like a tube and it's got a little thing on the end, a little dog, and then it says, I can't read that. Can you, Allie? It says cap and crunch. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Allie. Wait, so are, are these yeah, things valuable now? Like if you, oh. if you wanted to sell some, some of these things that you, you've yes, gotten there free? Yes, there are collectors looking for the cereal premiums. That's terrific. What are some of your favorite things to collect that you specialize in? I, I enjoy Captain Crunch a lot. Oh, yeah? Uh, and I specialize in uh, well, some superhero Spider-Man, Batman, mm -hmm. uh, Marvel Comics uh, appeared on cereal boxes for a while, and I'm a pretty big comic book collector. What are some of the latest uh, things that you, you would see in cereal boxes that you wouldn't see maybe you know, 20 or 30 years ago? 
the latest things. Like, like, uh, do, do they have Wi-Fi now? I don't know how it works. I don't need oh, cereal. Uh, like, like Ali said about the CD-ROM. Uh, one day there's suddenly a CD-ROM in your breakfast cereal box. What? That was that, something that was included. Wow. In the uh, wow. Disney did some DVD samples on the front of cereal boxes. That was what? very new tech. Uh, where I think am I getting my cereal? Like, I, I need to. You gotta stop eating kashi. I keep I trying to tell you. Seriously, about. like, I'm so, my cereal yeah. is But also, so they'd have things on the back where you would scratch off sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Or inside, scratch things and you'd win things. Yes. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I used to send away. And then you'd cut things out of the back yeah, the of the box boxes yeah. and you'd get some sort of prize. Mm -hmm. I did that a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know Me what too. I got. I can't remember because it was well, so. Well, yeah, I remember growing ago. up that, uh, yeah, you would send away box tops and you would get things. What are some of the things that you could get away, that you could get from sending box tops? Oh, uh, Disney had a, a whole line of toys in the 90s for uh, Darkwing Duck and Bonkers that you could mail away for. Even Captain Crunch had yeah. complex model kits. Now they give kids a download code and they just go to the inside of the box and get their download code. <laughs> Unlocks episodes of... Teen Titans, things like that. How are kids going to learn how to hack phone systems with that way? It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, all right, well, let's get to the reason that we brought you here tonight as far as our game goes. You heard the question that we asked of Jason. We wanted to know three of the varieties of Captain Crunch that are still currently listed for sale on the Captain Crunch website. Helen, remind everyone of the first answer that Jason gave. Jason said smacks. And uh, sir, Michael? There is, I, I'm not aware of a smacks. There, there is Captain Crunch. There is Captain Crunch, but not Captain Crunch. With extra sugar is with my, extra sugar. I don't think they could put any extra sugar in the 60s and 70s when they didn't care. Yeah, maybe maybe then, but not currently available. No no, no point there. Helen, what was the second answer that Jason gave us? Jason said, with fruit and berries. And Michael? There is Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. Yes, I knew it! Are you going to give him the point on that? I think he could use that point. I think so. Very generous. A point for Jason. And finally, Helen, what was the third answer that Jason gave? Jason said, with nuts. And Michael? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not seeing the nuts. Not, not like honey no. nuts. No, no, no. Nuts is no point there. No, the correct answer. Yeah, it's a peanut butter. Yeah, you're Yeah, there is peanut butter. Oh, my God, I used to love those. He's right. Can't give him the point it's on peanut butter, no. <laughs> no, no, the correct answer well, Wait a second, wait a second. There are peanuts in the butter. Yeah. Peanut butter, there's a word peanut in it. Oh. Yeah. It's up to you. It is up to our guest. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. yeah. I, that's a lot of pressure as it a is. guest. I, we don't know what's going to happen next in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's very, he's being very fair to Allie. So I'm sorry, Thank no you. point there. Who looks so upset at no, this No, the point. correct answers, though, were crunch berries, peanut butter crunch, oops, all berries, sprinkled donut crunch, crunch berries XL, peanut butter crunch XL, strawberry shortcake crunch, and chocolatey berry crunch. Wait, so. there was this. There was a Captain Crunch called Oops All Berry. There yes, still is. And it was yeah. my favorite. Yeah. It's so what? good. Yeah, it's, it's all berries. There was some sort of a mix-up at the Captain Crunch factory. And it's I all berries. I love that they made a mistake. Yeah. Oops. It was Oops. Good. And what's refreshing is they yeah. admitted it. And yeah. we all win. Yeah. Right Everybody wins. Somebody, somebody said, "Let's save some money. Yeah. We're just going to go for it." <laughs> uh, Michael, if people want to find out more about you or your zine, where can they go? I have a YouTube channel, and they can just search Michael Vollmer Free Inside. Thanks Yay. so much for joining us, Michael Thank Vollmer. You. It's a pleasure. And it's M-I-K-A-L Vollmer, I should point out. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael Vollmer. Hello, let's get a score recap at the end of that round. At the end of that round, Jason Stewart has two points, and Allie Gertz has two points with a round of questions coming up. That's right. We're going to talk with Allie about a topic she knows about. Plus, later, Allie and Jason will go head-to-head -head in our Fast Facts round to find a winner on Go Fact Yourself.
Hey, I'm Janet Varney, and like many of you, some more recent than others, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including wonderful women like Allison Bree. I'm dead center on the balance beam. And this is like a big gym. All the kids' parents are there watching. I have to stop. Like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move. And then I just go. I just pee right in the middle of the high balance beam. (laughs) So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with complicated, funny, messy humans as we reminisce about our adolescences and how they led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. to go fact yourself where our score is Jason Stewart with two points and Allie Gertz with two points. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Allie Gertz, of your many interests, you told us you know a lot about the Beatles movies, Wayne's World, and giving people advice. Let's find (laughs) out more about each of those. First, you said you know a lot about the Beatles movies. Uh, Yeah, the Beatles are, of course, uh, as you could probably guess, my favorite band of all time. I, I was very snobby growing up, and I would always ask people, like, what's your favorite band? There's only one right answer. And it's just like, <laughs> ugh. Um, I've since chilled out a little bit, but I still am a huge, huge fan um, of, of the good and bad Beatles movies. Now, how do you, how do you uh, differentiate between those? It's fairly apparent if you watch them. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. But. No, you could tell when you watch them which ones the Beatles had scripts for and which ones were not really scripted. Um, I'll leave it at that. But uh, the, the they're very near and dear. Hard Day's Night is, is genuinely a very good movie, whether or not you like the Beatles. So mm-hmm. even if you don't like the Beatles, I really always recommend people watch it. It kind of feels like a Marx Brothers movie because it's just lots and lots very of laughs. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, you said you know a lot about Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World... Um, is uh, probably the thing I'm the most, uh, aside from The Simpsons, the thing I'm the most uh, fanatic about. Mm. Um, when I was in middle school, I uh, dressed up as Garth every single day for seventh grade. What? And every I t- day. Yeah, every, every day. Every day? And uh, I typed the entire script for fun. So I, <laughs> I, would, I, would, uh, I would watch it, and I would pause it, and I would type it. And what? then I would just bring it to school with me and read it. And then I would go, I love this. And then that's kind of where that ended. It, I didn't stop going by Garth until a teacher, because everyone called me, and it was, you know, it was a casual, believe it or not, it was fairly popular, but like people would... <laughs> Who would think not with yeah. that? Thank you. Um, but then a teacher called me Garth, and then I was like, no, nah, bets are off. Like, once yeah, the teacher... That's not cool. Oh, yeah. It's not cool anymore. Did you, did you have a, a Wayne to your Garth? No, no. Um, but later, I became uh, my own Garth, and, or sorry, my own, my own Wayne. Um, and I've even... You know, I actually don't think this is great looking back on it, but when it was... <laughs> really? <laughs> well, n- not that previous stuff. Did but you wear like, a blonde wig? No, I was blonder as a kid, though, and I oh. used to have the highlights. Oh, um, good, good, good. But, um, like, when, when rallies weren't as important, meaning, like, it wasn't, like, Trump times, it was, like, kind of, like, something to do, and you consider yourself an activist, but you're really pretty young and don't really know what you're doing, I would dress up as, Wayne's, as, as Wayne um, and have, like, a sign that would say, like, whoever it is, like, blows goats, I have proof. Um, <laughs> a now, reference from the movie, A yes. reference from the movie. Yeah. Now that the now that political stakes are a little higher, I don't really pull that out as much. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love Wayne's World very much. Um, it's more it's more a love than something I think I know, like, everything every single detail, but we will okay. see we'll, if it comes we, up. We may see. I All can't right. believe that your parents let you dress like Garth every single day for a year. They actually didn't. I would bring clothes to change <laughs> into. <laughs> what? So most girls were wearing, trying to hike up their skirts, yeah, yeah. and you were yeah. trying to look like a man. Okay. Yeah. Wow. wow. 
good catch, Ellen. A teenager, Ellen. rather. Yeah. A teenager. But, yes, but Or a man being a teenager. Exactly. But I will say really quickly, just because um, the time that we are recording this, not when it is actually being released, um, it is uh, very near Valentine's Day. And um, I've always loved Valentine's Day, and it's mostly in part to my parents being very, like, you know, affectionate and sweet and making it kind of like Christmas. And they gave me Wayne's World 1 and 2 for Valentine's Day once. And it came out on a Valentine's on Valentine's Day when it originally aired, so it was like this very sweet thing, and that's oh, how I learned about it. So. You have supportive parents. Yeah, what's, what's that like? like? <laughs> I'll tell you after. Helen, <laughs> we're not so different, you and me. No. Uh, all right, and finally, you said you know a lot about giving people advice. That's mostly telling people to watch Wayne's World and Hard Day's Night. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but, in, but in all earnestness, uh, I was kind of racking my brain because, you know, uh, the, the thing I know the most about in terms of, like, you know, really getting the facts uh, are, are, is The Simpsons. And mm. I think a lot, of my, uh, a lot of my brain space has gone to that. And so <laughs> I think I kind of uh, forgot a lot of important things like, uh, you know, what... What a number is. <laughs> so uh, I'm with you, girl. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I asked some friends, like, what should I say I should do for this show? And and um, two people, like, very kindly, were just like, you're really good at giving advice. And so oh. I wouldn't say that I'm a um, like, you know, I'm not licensed as anything. I, I haven't gone to school for it, but it is something I, I'm passionate about and I love. Awesome. All right, so, Allie, to summarize, you said you know a lot about the Beatles movies, Wayne's World, and giving advice. Today we're going to quiz you about Wayne's World. Yay. I knew it! Excellent. <laughs> How many times would you say you've seen the movie? I mean, I definitely watched it, like, every single day in a row for, like, a long time. But wow. I, but But that was in middle school. Oh, so okay. I haven't seen it. You know, you watch something so many times that eventually you kind of have to say, like, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> and wait, so, wait, how many times have you watched it? Probably total, I mean, like, it doesn't sound that high because I'm not exaggerating, but probably 200 times. And that so, sounds like a lot. Okay. That sounds like a lot, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite scene or a line from the movie? Um, my favorite scene is is it's just a very small moment it's just garth drinking a jelly donut like in the background (laughs) it's i had a very small tv growing up so i didn't i'd seen it like probably 20 like 20 times and then i saw it at a friend's house and she had richer parents and then they had a big screen i'm like garth's drinking a donut and it's like yeah i know i was like oh wow it's nice to have a big tv so there's some things i might have missed all right well just ahead we're going to enlist the help of a bona fide expert in the topic to test your mastery with our expert level question up to three points, but before that, we're going to give you a chance to show off with your five questions. You get a hint for any two of these questions. Jason, do listen closely because you can steal if Allie gets oh, any Oh, great. Wrong. I was looking for Dana Carvey. I right. just... <laughs> uh, Jason, by the way, how much do you know about Wayne's World? I do know a bit, a little bit, I have to say, because I, I know a little bit. Okay, I do. Well, cause we'll, it was, we'll see if Allie gives you a chance During my to, uh... younger years, but I, I think I cut it off at uh, one okay. time of watching it. <laughs> All right. We'll see if Allie gives you a chance to steal. Uh, Allie, here's your first question about Wayne's World. To what Queen song do Wayne, Garth, and their buddies sing along and bang their heads. Bohemian Rhapsody. Helen? That is correct. That is correct. A bit of a gimme there. Uh, fun fact, Mike Myers appears in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody and says no one is going to be headbanging in the car to Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. A little nod to uh, Wayne's World. All right, question number two. Wayne refers to the car he drives as the Mirthmobile. What is the make and model of the Mirthmobile? Um, I was hoping you were going to say he calls it what? And I was uh. going to say the Mirthmobile. But it is a gremlin. Um, but I don't know more than that. But it's a blue gremlin that is from the 80s. There is a hint available if you'd like to use the hint. Sure, I'll use the hint. All right, Helen, let's use that first hint. The make is the network that airs The Walking Dead, and the model could be an NBA player in Indiana. Um, 
That doesn't, unfortunately, help me. Oh, all right. It's AMC Gremlin. Helen is, <laughs> AMC, Helen is an AMC Gremlin. It is not? <laughs> no, I'm terribly sorry. Jason with a chance to steal. Is it a pacer? Uh, full make and model, please. Um, was that a, a GM product or a Ford? A the G make is the network that airs The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, FX. Oh, no, I'm sorry, AMC. So put it all together, please. AMC Pacer. That is correct. Yes, oh it is my AMC God. Pacer. Yay. Oh, my God. I don't even know why I knew oh. that. I'm so, I'm so sorry. No, I didn't I'm mean so to take glad. your point, but I'm just so excited that I knew something that I didn't know. No, I love it. Uh, fun fact, in 2016, the actual car from the movie, that AMC Pacer, sold at auction for $37,400. Oh. Uh, Isn't it odd the way things just stay in your head? Yeah. I still have no, I'm so surprised and proud of myself. Yeah, good job, Jason. Thank you, Jay. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Me too, thank you. Allie, here's question number three. Okay. Wayne's World was the feature film debut for SNL star Mike Myers, but it was also the movie debut of what other SNL cast member? Dana Carvey. Helen? That is not correct. No, not Dana Carvey. Jason with a chance to steal. Um, would I say... Oh, wait, I think I know, but it's too late. No, go ahead. Chris, I don't, Chris I... Farley? It is, it is Jason's to steal, though. Chris Farley? Helen? That is correct. That is correct. It's Chris Farley. <laughs> Good job, Jason. <laughs> Allie, probably the most generous competitor we've had on the show. Uh, yeah, he plays a security guard in the movie who has a lot of exposition that comes in handy later. I knew that in yeah. my mind. Uh, fun, just... fact, fun fact, Dana Carvey's movie debut was as a news crew assistant in Halloween 2. Oh so God. he had been in the movies before. He also, uh, he also played a mime with Billy Crystal in Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. Yes, yeah, he yeah, did. Yes, that. he did. Uh, all right, let's see if you can bounce back with number four, Allie. In a memorable sequence in the movie, Wayne and Garth say that they will not bow to any sponsor while simultaneously making reference to obvious product placement. Name two of the five brands that are displayed during this scene. Uh, Pepsi, uh, Pizza Hut. Helen? That is correct. That is correct. Do you want to show off and name the other ones too? I think it was like Reebok mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, Little Yellow, yeah, Nuprin. Yeah. Nuprin, that's <laughs> that correct as well, that's right. Also yes. correct. Yeah. Pizza Hut, Doritos, Pepsi, Reebok, and Nuprin, Doritos, very good. All right, question number five. Though as you mentioned, the movie was released on Valentine's Day in 1992, a teaser trailer was released in November of 1991 that was made to be shown before one specific film, a film that was also based on a TV show. What film was it? Um, you do have a second hint available. Yeah, I'll take my hint because Helen? I was... I needed your help on this okay. one. Okay, yeah. Hel Helen, how about that second hint? Oh, Adam's Family. Helen? That is correct. That is correct. Excellent use of the hint. Uh, fun fact, Wayne and Garth attempt to sing the Adam's Family theme in that teaser trailer. They don't get very far. That's so funny. Uh, all right, you did pretty well in that, but now here's your expert level question that requires a multiple answer. It is time for your cluster fact. <laughs> We'll be bringing on an expert to assess your response. The correct answer is worth up to three points. Allie, you can learn a lot about a movie from its poster. We want to see what you know about the original theatrical release poster for Wayne's World. For up to three points, what is the tagline for the movie that begins with, you'll laugh, you'll cry? What band's t-shirt is Garth wearing on the poster? And whose name is listed last in the credits on the poster? Uh, you'll Hurl and uh, Van Halen. And uh, I can't think of who would be uh, listed last because I'm not sure if that means like a like a like a crew member. If it's on the poster, it's got to be like I don't know, Penelope Spheris. 
All right, Helen is taking note of those answers. We have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. Helen, who do we have tonight? Here with us tonight is an award-winning filmmaker whose movies include The Decline of Western Civilization, oh parts one, oh two, God. and three. Oh my God. And Wayne's World, it's director Penelope Spheris. Penelope Spheris. <laughs> Penelope embracing both of our guests. Very happy. Allie having to uh, give herself oxygen. Oh <laughs> it's very nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we are honored. Absolutely. Hello, Ms. Ferris. Hello. Excellent. Uh, now, in addition to those Decline movies and Wayne's World, of course, you've directed many other documentaries and features like Black Sheep, Beverly Hillbillies, The Boys Next Door, Little Rascals, and more. A very accomplished director we're very happy to have. Uh, before we talk about Wayne's World, I want to talk about some of those. In fact, you produced one of my very favorite movies, which was Real Life, an Albert Brooks film. Tell us, how, how did you get involved in that? Oh, wow. And uh, what was it like working with Albert Brooks? Well, I actually knew Lauren before he started SNL. And he said to me, um, if you want to come to New York and work on the show, that'd be great. And I said, no, I have a little three-year-old, so no. But um, if you need anything out here, let me know. And so he said, I found this really funny... Wait, I'll do Lauren. <laughs> I found this really funny comedian. <laughs> Albert Brooks, but he doesn't know anything about making movies, and you know everything, so can you teach him? And then, yeah. So that's how I got involved. <laughs> that's really great. Wow. So she made all the short films, produced all the short films at the beginning of Saturday Night Live. You could be my agent. Yes. 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 Yeah. Thank you. It was, you're, you're amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. What a legend! Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, Real Life uh, was, a, was a, a movie, a fictional movie, but about a documentary crew, and you've worked in, 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 both, uh, in both spaces. How, how do you approach a documentary directing versus approaching a feature directing? Well, uh, you know what I do with documentaries, and I think people should do this, is I just ask and search for that which I want to know. Mm. You know, not what I think everybody else wants to know, but what I want to know. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the reason the decline worked, you know? Mm. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, your daughter uh, earlier when you were thinking about working with uh, Lauren Michaels, and you actually have gotten to work with, with your daughter since then. I sure have, yeah. My daughter actually was the reason the decline movies came out on DVD, uh, because I never wanted to do it, you know? I've got that old school punk rock uh, thing, which is like, don't sell out, don't commercialize, don't, mm. you know, do the things just to make money, and I just never did it. And she goes, Mom, people want to see it. And yeah. so she, my Anna Fox is her name, and she pushed me toward doing it, and I thank her for that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Anna. Thank you. All right, well, let's talk about Wayne's World. How, how did you get the gig? You said you already knew Lorne Michaels from before. I did, and I had just done The Decline of Western Civilization Part Two, and it was about metal music. And as you, as Allie may know, Garth and Wayne thought they were headbangers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. now, I, I didn't really think they were, yeah. but uh, they thought they were. So uh, the, the metal music connection and just the fact that I had worked with Lorne and he... You know, I always wanted to do shorts on Saturday Night Live, but um, I would write all these pieces and he wouldn't let me do them and I was really mad about it. But I think finally he just kind of wanted to pay me back and gave me the uh, Wayne's World gig. 
That's wow. great. And uh, how much of the trivia do you know? Because I understand people still come up to you and ask you questions about it. How, how much do you know and, and remember about uh, the kind of things people ask you about? About Wayne's World? Yeah. Oh, um, it's crazy that it's lasted this long, you know? And it's actually crazy that the decline of Western civilization has lasted this long. But um, well, when you do things that are good, they stay around, honestly. I guess, maybe. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. I don't know. That's what it's about, if they connect with people emotionally. And I think those are two films, two completely different films yeah. done by the same person, which really tells a lot about you. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I was just um, trying to work out my own childhood troubles, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, I don't, they, they lasted, so that's cool. That is. You mentioned that you didn't think that Wayne and Garth were headbangers. Of course, one of the most famous scenes is them banging their heads. I understand Mike Myers was not a fan of that scene <laughs> at, at time of filming. It, right, yeah, he, he actually, I, you know, Mike, I, I don't know, he gets a headache easy or something, but he... <laughs> You know, he said, I need Advil. I'm, I'm, we're banging our heads so much, he didn't even know the phrase, but we're making our heads go up and down so much. <laughs> he didn't know the term headbanging? I don't think so. He <laughs> hasn't made it to Canada yet. But he learned real quick. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, and is it true he, he didn't think that that would be funny? or, or that Yeah, he funny? kept saying, why are we doing this? We have to do it so many times, because I was changing the camera angles, and he's like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? It's not even funny. And I said, please, try me because see I had done the same scene in a movie previously the movie was called dudes and it had flea and oh, uh, yeah. John Cryer in it um, and and I had them singing Hava Nagila headbang you know what's funny I know baby yeah. <laughs> headbanging in a Volkswagen so I had already done that scene I knew it worked you know and so but but Mike went along with it you know sure. so. yeah yeah. Uh, have you heard of people uh, as extreme as Ali was with uh, with writing down scripts and, and dressing as guards? I have day? not heard that, but you know what she reminded me. She's adorable. Thank you know you. what you know what she reminded me of was the fact that I have the original Wayne's World script, and it ended up being about this thick. Wow! Because Why? You're, you're you're spreading your fingers for our listeners about yeah. uh, oh, it's going wow. about a foot. It so was two about, phone books <clears throat> on top of each oh, other. Oh, totally. Yeah. Why? Why books. so thick? Because they kept giving me new pages every day, and as you know, with making scripts, you get new colors. You know, every right. version is new colors, and we went through all the colors, and there's like 15 colors, you know, there's like, <laughs> there's like salmon and yeah. aquamarine. Yeah, you know you're in trouble when you're at Marigold. <laughs> oh no, there's, there's a Marigold. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. And so we went, we went through all the colors like three times, so the script was like about that thick. So you have all the different versions. I have that whole, yeah, script wow. there, and I'm going to put it on eBay soon, so if anybody wants that, <laughs> I think you have a buyer right here next to you. I don't think you have to even no, put you know it on eBay. No, what's funny is because I was going to buy that dang pacer, you know? I said to the transport... You were? Oh, yeah. I said to the transport department, I said, I want to buy the car and uh, just have it as a souvenir. And they said, okay. And then a little bit later, they go, you can't buy it. I Why? Said, exactly. And because they wanted it. But because... <laughs> They said, oh, it's all hopped up. It's going to be dangerous, and we don't want the liability. I'm like, you jive-ass MFs. You know, you, you just got to go. yeah. give me the car because I work so hard. Just give me the car. <laughs> and they didn't even know it was going to be a hit movie at that point. Well, but I was going to ask you about that because uh, at what point did you realize 
you've got a hit movie on your hands. Well, when we had the first screening, I sort of realized it, yeah, because the, the audience went nuts, the studio went nuts. You, know, you, don't, you don't get like a score of 98 for a test screening, you know, and they went nuts. And like, I just, I knew it was successful at the test screening when all the suits were like in the lobby and then they, clo I was talking to them and then they kind of moved in and they closed me out and I'm like looking at the back of suits <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I must be a woman in the film business. <laughs> I was going to say, you're such a badass because not only did you direct these amazing docs, but you made this very hilarious yeah. film um, and, and that really you know, is not like in the realm of what would be quote unquote a typical woman movie. Right. And you did such an amazing job. Well, and, thank you. And back then, it must have been really, really hard. Yeah, it was hard. You know, I went through a lot of BS when I was coming up in the business, you know, but I like the term badass. Yeah. But I also want to be known as a kind, loving badass. <laughs> I think we can all agree with that, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's get to the reason that we brought you here as far as our game goes. You heard the questions that we asked Allie. First, we wanted Allie to complete the tagline for the movie that began with, you'll laugh, you'll cry. Helen, what did Allie say? Allie said, you'll hurl. And Penelope? She's absolutely right. That is a point for Allie. <laughs> you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl. Next, we want to know what band's T-shirt is Garth wearing on the poster. Helen, what did Allie say? Allie said, Van Halen. And uh, Miss Ferris? Boo. Oh. I think that might have been in, in, in uh, Wayne's World too, mm. but I don't know. But it was Aerosmith. Aerosmith. It was Aerosmith, yeah. yeah, that, was yeah. A, that was a tricky one. Uh, and finally, we wanted to know whose name is listed last in the credits of the poster. Helen, what did Allie say? Allie said Penelope Spheris. And? <laughs> yes! Holding her hand up in triumphant champion. Raising her hand high. Girlfriends together. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Of, course, the of course, the director is listed last. Uh, it's a in prestigious. The yes. It's not that you're like. It's a prestigious thing. At yes, the end. and so the director, and of course, the director was Penelope Spheris. Yeah. Uh, Spheris, I understand you're actually off to to uh, a talk about one of your movies uh, right from here. Yeah, well, they're going to screen the decline of Western civilization at the Ukrainian Culture Center. Put those two together. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> That um, actually back in the back in the real punk rock days, back mm -hmm. in the late '70s, we used to always have shows there. So it'll be like going home. So That's I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna go there and, and do that. But I just want to say thanks to Allie and Jason and all you guys and for being such a fan of Wayne's World is so cool. Oh my God! That, thank you so much. Thank that, you for making it. Well, one of the most it. successful Saturday Night Live films. Easily, ever. Yeah, the, yeah. The most successful. Can I ask a question? No, no, it's the most successful. Yeah. Actually, John, oh, it is. John Goldwyn came up to me at a party recently. He was drunk off his ass, and he said, <laughs> and he said to me, "Lauren really loves you." And I'm like, why? And he said, because you made him more money than any other movie. And I'm like, that's a good reason, thanks. <laughs> Maybe how to use you again. That's huh? what I think. If well, Lawrence we did was... Black Sheep together. Yeah, right. But, you know, and something... you were right about Chris Farley, too. Yes. You know, so I got, I got two movies out of Lorne. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. If people want to find out more about you or your work, where can they go? Oh, well, I have a website, PenelopeSphyrus.com, and... Um, the, uh, declinemovies.com, but I don't keep up with it because it's too much work for me. <laughs> let's try, let's make the people and do I'll the work. I'll say the wrong thing, man. I'll Roseanne out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, is that a new expression? Roseanne out? I just created it. She but... keeps contributing to the popular culture. That's you know. why we love Penelope Spheris, ladies and gentlemen. What an honor, what a treat. Thank you so much. Well, what an honor, indeed.
Bella, let's get a score recap as we go into our final round. At the end of that round, Jason Stewart has four points and Allie Gertz has seven points. All right, and now it is time for our final round that we call Fast Facts. I will read 10 statements and each contestant will answer with true or false. I will start with Jason and alternate between each guest. Each correct answer is worth one point. This will determine the winner. Here we begin. Jason, the current American flag has 50 stars. True. Correct. Allie, the current American flag has 50 stripes. False. Correct. That's right, it has 13. Jason, the first stripe on the American flag is white. False. Correct. That's right, it's red. Oh my God. Allie, the last stripe on the American flag is white. False. Correct. That's right, it's also red. Jason, every country's flag is quadrilateral. False. Correct. Allie, the flag of the country of Nepal is a circle. False. Correct. That's right. It's actually two pennants. Uh, Jason, the flag of Nepal used to be one of the six flags of Six Flags theme parks. False. Correct. Allie, the flag of Mexico used to be one of the six flags of Six Flags theme parks. True. Correct. That's right. Jason, the Confederate flag used to be one of the six flags of Six Flags theme parks. Oh, no. False. Incorrect. No, it really was. Shocking. Allie, the Confederate flag at Six Flags was replaced by the American flag in 1976. I hope. True. Incorrect. No, it took until 2017. Oh, no. No. Can you believe it? We're no longer going there. They were all replaced by American flags in 2017. I wouldn't even go there for gay night. (laughs) And finally, Jason, I, J. Keith Van Stratton, once threw up at Six Flags to protest their use of the Confederate flag. False. It doesn't matter. It, we weren't really counting that. That wasn't a real question. Let's give a nice hand to both of our contestants, Allie Gertz and Jason Stewart, as Helen tabulates the final score. <laughs> Helen, are you ready to announce the winner on today's episode of Go Fact Yourself? I am at the end of the game. Jason Stewart has eight points, and Allie Gertz has 11 points. Congratulations, Yay. Allie Gertz. You are the facting champion of Go Fact Yourself. Allie, what will you do with your championship? Uh, I'm going to uh, post pictures and tell everyone how cool it was and that I met Penelope Spiros. Yay! That, that is the life. correct answer. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. We want to give everyone on the panel a chance to promote uh, whatever they would like. Uh, let's start with uh, you, Jason. Where can people find about you and your work? Um, I have two films coming out. One is an action film called Abducted, and that'll be out this year. Uh, and I have another film called uh, Immortal, and that's uh, coming out uh, later in the year, probably uh, towards the uh, fall. Uh, if you want to come and see me do stand-up, you can go to jasonstewart.com, S-T-U-A-R-T, and all my social media is right, right there on the website, so please join me. Well, we're happy that you joined us. Jason Stewart, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Allie Gertz, what do you have going on? Uh, you can find me at Allie Gertz on all the social media stuff, and uh, you could subscribe to Mad Magazine. Uh, you could get it either on our website or go in uh, a brick-and-mortar store. They actually do sell a them. A what now? Uh, I know. Uh, and uh, you could get my albums on Spotify and iTunes. I have a Rick and Morty concept album and then an album of nerdy love songs about pop culture. <laughs> Adorable. Penelope Spears was right. It's Allie Gertz. <laughs> People, you are so lucky because your co-host is Ms. Helen Hong. What are you going on, my friend? You can find my performance schedule on my website, HelenHong.com, and follow me on the socials at Funny Helen Hong. She's funny, she's Helen, she's Hong, she's funny, (laughs) Helen Hong. Uh, and me, you can find me on Twitter at J underscore Keith, on Instagram at jkeith.net, all spelled out. That just leads me to thank Allie Gertz, Jason Stewart, Michael Vollmer, Penelope Spheres, Helen Hong. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at GoFactorPod, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm J. Keith Van Stratton. Good night. <laughs>
Like what you hear? Come see us live. It's free. Go to GoFactorPod.com for our schedule and tickets. And give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts like Cult of Knowledge did. He, she, or they said, I prefer to listen to shows that you get a chance to learn something. Everyone prefers shows that are entertaining and enjoyable. With this show, you get both. Give it a listen. Thanks, Cult of Knowledge. Helen? Go Fact Yourself is a panel quiz program devised by Jim Newman and J. Keith Van Stratton and comes to you via transcription from the Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles. Questions on Go Fact Yourself were compiled by the Trivia Industrial Complex. It is produced in collaboration with Maximum Fun. Go Fact Yourself's theme song and incidental music were written and performed by Jonathan Green. Maximum Fun senior producer is Laura Swisher. The show is edited by Julian Burrell. Dave McKeever is our live sound engineer. Special thanks to Christian Malmeen, Dwayne Dimock, Cody Lawrence, Leora Saul, Mike Avianos, Dave Bianchi, Eric Tran, and Christine Velada. I've been Helen Hong. Let's go watch Wayne's World again. Hey, it's Jake Heath again. Here's a little bit of what you're going to hear on the next episode of Go Fact Yourself. Helen, against whom will Jamie be competing tonight? Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. She is a Grammy and Emmy-nominated comedian, actor, activist, and fashion designer. It's Margaret Cho! Margaret Cho! <laughs> That's Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday here at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.